First and foremost, I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land upon which we, myself, and my guests record today's podcast. I extend respect and gratitude to the elders past, present, and emerging of those nations, and to all Aboriginal peoples listening today. Always was, always will be. Welcome to another episode of Yas Queen. Today I am joined by Neil E. Fallick, and this one does not need an intro. So let's get straight into this episode. I hope you enjoy. Mwah, mwah. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, so great. So dandy. Um, How's lockdown treating you? Oh, lockdown's lockdown, really. Um, every day is different. How about you? Yeah, could be better. Yeah. Um, I had a radio interview the other day and someone was like, how are you finding lockdown? I was like, I love it. It's so great. Um, and I feel like the only reason I'm saying that is because I'm not driving everywhere or yeah. in the countryside. I just stay put. So it is good. Um, but we should probably get straight into it so mm-hmm. everyone can find out who I'm actually talking to. So if you could let everyone know who you are, pronouns and where you're based, that'd be amazing. Yep, so I'm Neely Fallick. I'm a drag king based out of Newcastle. Uh, my pronouns are he, him in drag and they, them out of drag. Ah, amazing. Um, Neil, for those who have had the pleasure of seeing Neil perform, you're very lucky. Um, Neil came onto the scene. When was it? When did you get into drag? Uh, 2019. 19. November, I think. Yeah. And what made you get into drag, I guess? Ooh, that's a complicated story. Um, well, we're here well, for I mean, it if you want to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, apart from when, like, I was, you know, like, four and used to run around in my brother's leather jacket and, like, boots and that weird time when I was, like, eight and decided to shave off my eyebrows. Um, <clears throat> I, love I actually, um, so I actually had a quite a massive car accident when I, in 2018. And um, at the time kind of wasn't really happy in my life. Um, You know, like I was in a relationship that wasn't really going well. Um, I wasn't really looking after myself physically or mentally. And I kind of had one of those sort of epiphany moments of, you know, if I were to die right now, would I be happy with where I'd been in my life? Um, And I realised that there were a lot of things that I kind of wasn't doing and, yeah, then I kind of went on this huge sort of self-exploration sort of path and um, I kind of realised that I had not been allowing myself to look at a lot of areas of my life, including um, my gender expression. Um, so kind of through that I kind of figured out that I was actually non-binary. Um, and, yeah, and then I kind of went out one night to a club in Newcastle and I saw um, some drag people perform and it just kind of blew my mind and, like, I'd always been really, really involved um, when I was younger in the entertainment sort of thing doing amateur theatre and I hadn't been doing that for a long, long, for, like, almost 15 years and I kind of went, you know what, I need to stop being afraid because, yeah, and so I went, screw it this is something that I actually really, really want to do. And the more that I looked into it, the more that I completely fell in love with the art of drag. 
and yeah, it just completely became my life. Yeah. So, what? When was the first time you performed on stage? November two thousand nineteen. So it was yeah. a long. It was a long. It was like a year long um, yeah. sort of thing to get there. Yeah, like, but like, I mean, a lot of people would take a long time to work out. Like, especially like you're working out that you you weren't yourself that you were before, right? The accident, yeah. like you're like, yeah. that's not me. And then you realize that you're non-binary, and then you also found your love for drag, which is amazing because drag is life. I'm just saying that that is oh, my it life. It completely saved my life in, yeah. in a lot of respects. Yeah. Um, and you've said that to me several times since, um being able to perform together, which has been amazing. Um, so thank you. Thank you for coming into my life and entertaining. Thank everybody. you for allowing me into yours. Um, it's been fabulous. Um, I was actually looking over videos from drag off last year and holy hell, um, we got up to some mischief on the stage. It was fun. <laughs> oh, that was such a good night. Well, uh, actually, but like both, the, like both the finale and heat three were just, they, they were so fun and yeah. Yeah, and we weren't in, like, a hardcore lockdown like we are now, so... No, we weren't. <laughs> um, the thing that people probably um, don't know about you, because you haven't mentioned it yet, is yeah. that you have a child. Yeah, I do. So, um, yeah, I guess as part of that whole sort of um, figuring out who I was, when I was in high school, I, I kind of picked up on the fact that I, I was same-sex attracted. Yep. Um, came out, was kind of ridiculously badly bullied, um, kind of forced myself way back into that closet. Um, and I ended up marrying my best friend at the time. Um, but I, it was, I was quite young. So I was like 19 when I got married. Um, and I gave birth to my daughter, uh, you know, a year later. Um, whilst the getting married part was probably not the smartest decision on my part. Um, having my daughter has been probably one of the, the greatest things that I've ever done. Yeah. Um, how how was the, if you don't mind me asking, how was discovering your gender while having the ch- your child in yeah. your Because it's a big thing because obviously yeah. she's always known me, you know, as mum and, yeah. you know, as sort of the female parent in the, in the relationship. Um, it actually was surprisingly good. Uh, my daughter's um, very, very... Like, she's way cooler than me. She's so much cooler. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I guess one of the things that I kind of wanted to do from the get-go is be very open and honest with her. Um, so whilst initially when I was first figuring it out, I kind of kept that side a bit more hidden. Once it was something that I was fairly confident in, I kind of sat her down and had that sort of chat and, you know, like, kind of made sure that she could always ask questions um, and that I would always be open and honest about them. Um, we've had loads of various conversations where, like, you know, I, I talked to her think about, about things like dysphoria and, you know, how that can affect your mental health. Um, in fact, recently she actually had a friend who's who came out to her as non-binary. Um, and so Kira sort of came to me and kind of said, oh, you know, like, how do I support this person, how do I make sure that I'm, you know, I don't misgender them, that I don't um, make them f- so that they always feel supported. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like, I think the young, younger generation get a lot of flack, but honestly, they're like way superior to us. They're, they're like so much more switched on. They really are. Um, yeah. 100%. Um, and I think it's 
I think it's great because I feel like generations to come now, like anything that we say or do is going to be like, why the fuck are you saying that? Like if it's rude or something, like we're going to get into trouble off them, which I think is amazing. I'm Um, all for that. If I'm doing something wrong, I want to be told. Oh, 100%. Like don't, yeah, I agree with you 100%. is there anything else you want to like mention that we don't know about you? Uh, I lived in a galaxy far, far away in a town called Dungog once, but apart from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Cause I grew up in a place called Golgong and people, when I moved to Newcastle, always used to think that I came from Dungog. Um, <laughs> uh, but no. Um, do you have siblings? Oh, I have six. Oh, you're so worse. I have. Four brothers and two sisters. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, Very Catholic family. Oh. <laughs> yeah. L- love that. Um, yeah. Sh- shall we move on from that now? <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's going to be really good. This one's going to be good. I'm really excited. Um, what makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Um, the people around me, honestly. Um, I'm a big believer in community and... I know in particular with, um, you know, finding the drag community in Newcastle, it has been such a massive lift to who I am and I always feel supported. I always feel like um, there are people that see me for me and who love me for me and, you know, how can't you feel good about that? Yeah, I agree. Um, Community is amazing, um, which is amazing. Like, and you shouldn't, like, if you're listening to this, I'm saying like a lot, but that's fine. Um, if you're listening to this and you're in one of those like small country towns and you're like, oh, there is no community, like reach out to anybody on Instagram or Facebook or something like that. I feel like most drag artists are friendly. Yeah. Um, and absolutely. Like particularly, I think um, one of the things COVID has kind of taught us is that the drag community in general isn't just your local area. It is international. Like, you know, I've over that period have done digital shows in Canada and Japan and like all over the shop. And, you know, I've connected with so many people that, yeah, like community. It's amazing. And our community is very, very big. Um, If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Hmm. Probably be kind. That's kind of like my my motto in life. Yeah. Um, it's something that I, I really truly believe in. Um, it's very much that that concept of um, everyone's fighting a battle that you know nothing about. Yeah. And you know, even sometimes people who you know can treat you horrifically awful, there may be a reason behind that. Um, and whilst I'm not necessarily a, you know you know, give someone 20 chances. Um, But, yeah, like, everyone has experiences that shape who they are and what they do. Yeah, and so I think sometimes it's if you can just look at that through that lens, it can make make a world of difference. So was it be kind? Yeah. Just like the words be kind? Just be kind, yeah. Just like a black background with, like, white writing, be kind? Yep. Full stop. Um, I love that. Um, I love that, like, most other performers are like, yeah, we're going to have, like, us on it. And it's going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, just the words, be kind. Um, 
That says a lot well, about I think you. it's something that, that's so needed at this point in time. Yeah, 100%. Oh, I agree. I feel like I've seen Be Kind somewhere before. And I, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's been used. But, I know, um, but like recently in a campaign. And I can't even think of the campaign. It could be Are You OK Day or something. It could have been part yeah. of their campaign stuff. Um, hey, like I was using it back in like 2004. So, I, you know, I had it first. <laughs> you should have trademarked that. Fuck. <laughs> um. What's one thing you wish you'd known when you began your career in drag? Um, sometimes good enough is good enough. Um, I'm very much a perfectionist and I put a lot of stress on myself because I'm a perfectionist. Um, like when I first started, I would videotape my, like record my performances. I'd break it right down. I'd like analyze every little bit. Um, and when I wasn't doing that, then I was stressing because I wasn't doing that. Um, yeah, and then you kind of realise, you, know, you know what, getting up on stage, being who you are, you don't have to be constantly in your head. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's probably the biggest thing that I've learned. Yeah. Um, what is, like, what is your drag form? Like, when you're coming into character, how would you explain your character of Neil to somebody? Um, so I think Neil, when he first started, is a very different creature to what Neil is now. Yeah. Um, so Neil, when he first started, was very much, I w- w- kind of created him as kind of like the epitome of toxic masculinity, um, you know, the very sleazy sort of character. Um, there's still definite aspects of that in Neil, yeah. but I, I would say that I probably lend more towards um, being a bit more camp and over the top and also probably trying to bring a bit more of me into it and make it a bit more authentic because like as much as I, you know, the sleazy thing will only last so long before it gets a bit tired, you know, and plus I kind of need to be able to enjoy doing it. Like at some point I'm going to get sick of, you know, being an asshole. So <laughs> <laughs> See where I'll never get over that. Um, <laughs> um I guess, like, and you like with drag, you can go like it's forever in evolving. So, like, you don't need to stick to this one path and like this is who I am. That's who yeah. Neil is, and this is who Timberlina is. Like, you can keep changing. Like, that's the best thing about drag is that like you get to explore it so much. And I think it's something that you consistently can grow in. Yeah, like I never want to get to a point where I feel like that's it. I'm, I'm done. I always want to feel like I'm, I'm growing and doing more as yeah. a performer. And like learning, you never stop learning. Yeah. No, in, no matter what you're doing in life, you never stop learning. Yeah, exactly. Um, and if you think you have stopped learning and you're like, you think you're the bee's knees, I'm sorry to tell you. You <laughs> aren't. <laughs> um, you mean to say I'm not perfect? <laughs> no one is perfect. <laughs> what is perfect? Please explain to me what perfect is. Um, I, d- I don't believe in perfect. Um, no, me either. Because um, I am not perfect. I can tell you that. <laughs> um, what is, I feel like you touched this on this briefly before, but what is your biggest failure and um, what did you learn from it? Um, you mean apart from Welcome to the Black Parade that I did for the blush? Um, the online blush. I hated that performance so much. Which one? The um, the My Chemical Romance and Welcome to the Black Parade. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I have such hatred for that performance. 
Um, And so much of it was because I think that was the moment when I did realise that I was trying to be something other than me at the time. And so I didn't connect with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the big thing is like bringing that sort of authenticity into your drag and making sure that it's, it's you. It's not just, you know, you're trying to be someone else. Yeah. Well, oh, a hundred percent. Um, cause you can't, you can't be somebody else. Like no matter yeah. what, like you have, like when you're turning, well, for me, when I'm turning into Timberlina, it's, it's like, I am turning into Timberlina. She is just the hyper version of Tim. Yeah. Like, um, and that's how I see it. But like, you can always like change things in your drag to be different. So like, you can always bring back that concept of being arrogant and, all of that in a performance, yeah. I feel like it's all, perf- I feel like in drag you can do any kind of performance, but you always come back to that one. Yeah. I don't know. I'm using my hands a lot to talk <laughs> during this and people, I need to realize that people can't see me. Um, all right. So you just need a talk show. Yeah. <laughs> no, thanks. Oh my <laughs> God. Um, I've got a face for radio and podcasts. <laughs> See, I disagree with this, but okay. But, like, imagine, like, if I didn't want to get into drag one day and I'm on a talk show and it's, like, <laughs> hosted by Timberlina, I'd be like, fuck, I have to go out there as Timberlina. I don't want to get dressed in it. Oh, it'd be, like, a lot. I'm just that kind of person. <laughs> um, which brings me to the perfect thing. What advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career in drag? Absolutely do it. I think that's just... And I know it's been said a fair bit, like on the some of the other podcasts, but it's about kind of stepping away from that fear of like you know, you know, if if it's something you want to do, take the plunge because chances are it'll probably change your life. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you could look at any just in our local community here in Newcastle. If you look at any of the performers, like it's literally drag has changed every single one of them. Yeah. Um. So, I think it's amazing. Like, just do it. Like, literally just do it, Nike. Um, even, even if, like, it's not something that you end up doing, like, as a, you know, professional thing, the the ability to be able to sort of step up, up on stage and have people love you and just, you know, accept you for who you are, it's one of the most incredible feelings in the world. Yeah. Get to a baby drag night. That's all I can yeah. say. Even if you rock up not in drag and then the next time you're there, like, just do it. Like, they're the best thing ever. And the people you'll meet are so amazing. Well, that's how I started. Like, I um, I didn't go straight up on stage. The first, like, the first time I went out was I just, the first couple of times was just I went in drag to some events, you know, and it was this automatic thing of everyone in the community just went, oh, you're new, welcome to the club. It was just such a, you know, embracing sort of environment. So, yeah. Oh, 100%. Um, and that is the community. Well, a good yeah. one, a non, a non toxic community, as I like to call mm-hmm. it. Um, the best resources that helped you, like find, so like I guess what really helped you. Did you do research? Did you talk to somebody? Like, what was your best resources? When you- um, so initially, I was very much um, the University of YouTube. Yep. Um, you know, I w- watched a lot of videos from varying drag kings and stuff. There's actually not a lot of resources out there, um, or at least there wasn't when I was starting. Um, 
but since then it it's again it's been the people in the community that I've kind of learned from you know like um I enlisted uh one of the drag drag queens in in the Newcastle area Angel Cupcakes to give me a makeup tutorial and that completely changed my life like yes you know queens and kings we have different contouring styles but ultimately it's the same techniques that we use mm. um yeah and yeah I, that that's that's who I learn from every day is the people around me yeah we're forever yeah. bouncing ideas around, which is great. Like, really, like, it comes back to community. Once you have that group, like, you can throw around ideas. Like, there's, I'm in several different chats, and then I'll put, like, a wig idea, and people will be like, yay or nay. or And that's what you need. Like, you don't want to just, like, purchase everything and then be like, oh, that did not work. Um, yeah. So. Like, I'm very thankful that I have, um, that, that Orlando is my partner, Orlando Gloom, um, because we bounce ideas off each other all the time. And, you know, it's it's always – I'm a huge believer in um, collaboration. I think that you grow as a performer by collaborating with others yeah. um, because they can challenge you and make you kind of think to, to go down paths that you normally wouldn't necessarily consider. Yeah. Um, which I feel like – what happens at the cabaret because you get partnered with somebody. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have to like work together to create something and you, well, I never know what's going to come out on stage, which is yeah. amazing. Um, three people that have been the most influential to you. They don't, that um, doesn't have to be three. It can be like five. It can be one. It can be none. Uh, so first and foremost, probably my daughter. Um, again, coolest person I know um but she's also unabashedly herself and like she's very much you know if people don't like her you know for the things she likes she's like yeah screw them they're not worth it she's again so much cooler than I am (laughs) particularly at that age um my dad like I, I have quite a complex or I had quite a complex relationship with my father, but he was an actor um, and, you know, a performer. So he very much inspired me like in regards to music and um, musicals and film. So like that's kind of always really um, been a huge thing behind me. Um, it's going to sound weird because I'm talking to you, but I'd probably say you. Um also kind of inspired me particularly with your sort of community focus um i remember the first time i went to a blush and it kind of just blew me away yeah yeah and like you know that supporting of the community it yeah it kind of spoke to me oh thank you um i feel so honored thanks um this is like I like to find inspiration in the people around me more so than just, um, you know, like celebrities and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I would. Yeah. If you, if you asked me that, I'd be like, oh, my friends, my <laughs> mum and dad. Like, exactly. Like, I would never yeah. say a famous person, I don't think. Um, yeah. I don't look at celebrities or influencers for my, like, my, I don't even know what the word is, my stuff that I need to do performance wise. I could yeah. be always my friends, my parents, my sister, um, Google. <laughs> <laughs> but that is not a person. Um, well, like that's, 
Yeah, because, like, that's the thing. Like, you know, occasionally I'll, um, like, I'm on Instagram or something like that and, you know, I'll see a makeup style that I really like to, like, will try, but that's not necessarily, you know, someone who's inspiring me. It's just, oh, that's cool. I'm going to try that. Yeah. I feel like that is, like, very much part of the drag world is, like, we Google a lot, I feel. Yeah. We do a lot of searching, which is great. I love it because you always get down a rabbit hole and you're, like, somehow now watching – Twisties turned into shapes. I don't know. Um, I've never seen that, but it would be really fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's one common myth about drag that you want to debunk? Um, again, this is one that's, that's kind of already been used multiple times, is that you have to be bitchy and mean and bringing people down. Um, and, again, it is so perpetuated by various reality television shows. Um, and it's... You know, there are definitely people that do kind of partake in that behaviour, but you don't have to do that. You can instead focus on bringing people up and supporting others because we all love drag. You know, find that common goal. Yeah, which is to entertain people. Yeah. Um, Love that. Bring people joy. That's what we do. Yeah. That's the one thing I say, and I say it in a lot of interviews that I do, is if I don't make people happy, I've obviously done something wrong during my show. And, yeah. like, that's why I do shows. It's not – yeah, it's great to make money and have the living doing it, but it's not, like, about the money. It's about making people laugh oh, absolutely. and have fun. Like, it's my favourite thing to do, as you would have seen in my three-and-a-half-hour bingo show the other <laughs> That was amazing. <laughs> Whoever said you can't do bingo for three-and-a-half hours, let me tell you, you can. They've never seen a show with Timberland. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is great lead into, if you could be, if you could step into my shoes, um, what would have you asked yourself that I haven't already? Hmm. I honestly don't know. I, th- I think, um, I think you've actually kind of put together a very good list of questions. That's I mean, kind of Neil did put it. some stuff in there already. <laughs> yeah. You kind of got to the core of me. Yeah. I feel yeah. like you've given me some questions at the start. More we got into Neil's um, life, and I haven't usually done that in the past with the new format that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I'm going to keep those in there, um, which is great. Yay that you don't really have any other questions. But I mean, how, how big's my penis? I don't know. Yeah, you um, already know the answer to that. For everybody else, how big is your penis? Eight and a half inches. Fuck. It's so big. It like shocks me every time. I feel like I'm blushing every time. <laughs> Oh fuck! Um, and, and with and it's one black ball, and it's yeah. Anyway, I need to move on before I get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna get very um excited here. Anyway, where can our listeners connect with you online? Um, so I predominantly use Instagram, so that's at neil So n e i l dot e dot f a l i k. Um, and I also have a Facebook, so um, at Neely Fallick as well. Amazing, amazing. All right, we're going to take a short little break and come back for the fun questions. We'll be right back. Have you checked out? Alive. Not dead yet. yet. You can check us out on whatever you're listening to this on. Mate, it's not hard. Use the search bar. You're not a complete idiot. I'm Timberlina. I'm Pasha Bolka. And we'll see you on the other side. Bye. Bye. Uh, slow.
so fun. <laughs> I love that ad. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love the show, so. Yeah. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Um, I make sure, I, I try and watch, like listen to it pretty much every day. It's like, it's, it's a good way to start the morning. It's a, um, it's an interesting podcast, but <laughs> um, also fun. Um, these fun questions, I know that I've sent them to you, so you probably have read them. Um, so let's get straight into it. Is cereal soup? Why or why not? Absolutely not. I feel like soup needs to draw its flavours from the items that are within it, and I don't feel that cereal does that. Oh, I feel like that was the most technical response I have had with that question, and I fucking love it. All right. Well, I mean, like, even, like, gazpacho or, like, the, the coal-based soups, you're still drawing the flavours from the item. Like, yeah. So, I mean, whilst you, if, you, if you let your cereal go soggy, I mean, yeah, it kind of goes into the milk, but, yeah, no. Yeah, but it's still not, like, multiple flavours. It would be, like, Cocoa Pops, and it's just then chocolate milk pretty much. So, yeah. yeah. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Uh, 37 and a half. Oh, what, 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 what is the half? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, they're pretty, like, vicious. Like, they, they're, like, descended from dinosaurs. Like, a, like a, a claw to an eyeball could, like, take that elephant right down with an infection. That is true. So, technically, it would be one. But anyway, if animals <laughs> could talk, which would be the rudest? Um... I'm going to go a sloth just because it would take so long to respond. Every, all the other animals would think that it was being really rude. Yeah, okay. I like that. I like that. What's invisible but you wish people could see? Bad intentions. Ooh. I don't know it was going to be something like that. Um, what's the weirdest smell? I have not thought about this at all, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the weirdest smell you've ever smelled? Um, ooh. so like winter in New York was pretty bad. Um, yeah. Do you know, I think spring is worse, to be honest. See, I haven't been there in spring, so. Because could you imagine the snow melting and then the rubbish yeah. on the sidewalks? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. Um, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, because a sausage sandwich is a sandwich. Because oh. it's about bits between being between two bits of bread. I think it all comes down to the type of bread that's been used. Okay. So, like a hot dog's not a burger either, because it's not on a burger button. Hot dog's like a roll. It's yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's the most ridiculous fact you know? Yours is going to be so interesting, I reckon. Most ridiculous fact I know. God. I don't know. I, I know too many. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm just like, I wonder what you're going to say here. Um, uh, see, because, like, I, I did my, like, I did, like, a Bachelor of Psychology, so, like, I could, like, yeah. No, I know too much. I, yeah, you I can't. can't even answer that. That's okay. I love that. Um, how do you feel about putting pineapple on pizza? Absolutely. Yeah. Huge fan. It's sweetness and it, it balances the salty. It's, yeah. Yeah. What kind of secret society would you like to start? Hmm. Um, I don't know, just like underground drag kings sort of taking over the world. It'd be nice for drag kings to get a few more performances. Like maybe we can create up like a secret society that kind of gets us some more gigs. <laughs> oh, we should probably just work on that. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
toilet paper over or under? Over. Yes. I mean, there's no question. Yeah. The best type of cheese? Brie, I would say. I do a really good baked brie. Like, oh. I use, like, walnuts and maple syrup. It's, yeah, it's solid. Like, double brie or just, like, a brie? I mean, why not just go triple cream? Like, that's... Oh. Yeah, I love cheese so much. Um, in one sentence, how would you sum up the internet? I feel like that's it. <laughs> yeah, that, that pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it can be used for good, but it can also be used for evil. Like, as someone... No, actually, I can't really say that. Um, the dark web is not a nice place to be. So, And that's like an area that not even people have even... A lot of people have even seen. So, just... Yeah... I'd love to. Can you get access to that? I feel like you would be able to. I kind of want to see it. I'm not saying anything. Okay. Um, which uh, body part do you wish you could detach and why? Uh, so from like a dysphoria standpoint, I would say my breasts, but then I would never reattach them. Um, from a comfort perspective, I'd probably say like if I could detach an arm because they always get in the way when you're like trying to like cuddle people or yeah. it Yeah. They actually do. And yeah. when you're, like, sleeping, there's always one arm that you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what used to be considered trashy but is now classy? I'd say beer. Beer used to be, like, the, the working man's drink. Yeah, like the and bogan. Then it's like, and then, like, all the microbreweries and, like, you know, craft beers sort of came out. And now beer is, like, oftentimes more expensive than, like, spirits. Yeah, it really is. And then the working man's beers, like say, like your VBs and all them, they've gone up in price as well. It's just, it's yeah. Um, I can't wait for you to answer this one. If peanut butter wasn't called peanut butter, what would it be called? Um, tiny nut spread. Tiny nut <laughs> 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 That's good. I said one last night. I could totally cannot remember what it was. Um. Anyway, um, this one is also very good. I feel like the last ones that we're coming into now are you're going to like, these are your primo ones. What movie would be greatly improved if it was made into a musical? Um, okay, so I have two for this. Okay. Um, one, I'm a massive horror movie person, so I think Scream would be an excellent musical. Yep. Um, but the other one I'd also say is, have you ever seen Clue? No. So it's this really over-the-top, campy um, murder mystery with Tim Curry. Oh, okay. And, like, I mean, anything with Tim Curry in it is gold. Anything with Tim Curry, if if he was singing in it, like, like, and he plays the butler, it would just be amazing. Yeah, I'm going to look this up as soon as we finish recording. Yeah, because you've got, like, Colonel Mustard and Miss Scarlet and Miss Peacock and it's just... Yeah. It sounds like a musical already, so... It, sh- it should be a musical. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like that. Um, last meal on death row? Hmm. Look, I'm a sucker for a burger. So, like, I could definitely see me going out on that. Also, really big fan of Mexican. Mm, yeah. So, I could definitely go, like, a solid girthy burrito. Ooh. Yum. <laughs> 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 I'm so mature. Um, (laughs) uh, If you had been shipwrecked on a deserted island, but all your human needs, such as food and water, were taken care of, what two items would you want to have with you? Um, So I'd probably say my guitar, 
because I legitimately could not live without music. Um, plus, like, I'm hoping that by the time I get rescued, like, I'm, I'm going to become, like, some significant, like, virtuoso guitar player with, like, excellent fingering skills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're doing this on purpose now. Absolutely doing that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then probably... Uh, like it's technically two items, but I'd say like um, like a journal and a pe- like a pencil, oh, so yeah. I could like draw and write. I think yeah, I would kind of need those sort of creative outlets to like sketch all the things yeah. around me. I guess I love that because they're like actually two practical things that you could use on a deserted island, so that I wouldn't go mad. Yes, yeah. Um, and my last one for you: if you could compare yourself with any animal, what would it be and why? Um, hmm. So this one I can, I, um, hmm. maybe a panda. Like I really like sitting around and eating, um, um, which I think they're pretty good at. And they're also kind of like cute and cuddly. I think I'm kind of cute and cuddly. Yeah. yeah. And like, but, but, but also like if, I think I could also get very aggressive if, if people kind of went after me. Yeah, but I wouldn't. I, f- I wouldn't. I wouldn't be naturally in that state. Yeah, because they like look quite cute and like innocent, and then but like if you do them wrong, then they're gonna fuck you up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Well, that's it. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. All right. Well, let's do this outro, and I'll see you very soon. Thank you. Bye. Right. Thanks, Timberlina. Thank you for listening to another Timber Production podcast. This has been Yas Queen, hosted by me, Timberlina. And we'll be back next week or whenever we can be bothered to record another episode. But make sure you subscribe, like, and leave reviews wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.